0: going on hogline nation welcome back to the hogline podcast i am your host mitchell manis and for the first time ever in hogline history we have two co-hosts well three co-hosts yes if i said that right Mm -hmm. anyway if you if anyone saw on uh via instagram we announced that mr andrews reffler A.K.A. Shreff will be mm-hmm. a regular co-host during at least the football season. And yeah, so welcome, Shreff, to your first, I guess, official, I guess we would refer to you as a guest previously, but now you're a host. How's it feel? It
1: feels great. It, it, it feels great to get the title changed. I'm, I'm very excited for this. I'm looking forward to it.
2: And do we keep track of his, his appearances still? Actually, you still have our appearance, like, Yes. What what what's our number, Mitchell? Of the is 152nd episode?
0: This is 152. I will.
2: How many have you been on? How many have I been on? And this will be what of Shreffs? I
0: think this is 20 for me. Yeah, this is 20 for Shreff, but I'm gonna check Jack and myself. So, any guesses?
2: You, I feel like you haven't been on like three.
0: It's a little more than that. So this five. is five. My- go this is my 145th episode okay 150 it's a big milestone this is jack's 126th episode okay you're behind jack i am so and shrap's 20 as as we just mentioned so um so yeah we i don't remember if we put out on instagram kind of what our i you know i guess quote-unquote usual itinerary will be going forward for football season but We've got some fun segments for you guys, a jam-packed show. Uh, something that we'll definitely be doing every week, no matter what, will be lock of the week. Um, and the loser, I guess, or the person with the worst record, will have to do some type of punishment that we will decide at a later date. I guess decided by the other two people that beat out the other. So Seems look, looking forward to that. Um, We're each going to give one pick a week against the spread. And it's just pretty simple. So the game we're most confident in. Um, but today, as I mentioned, we have a jam-packed episode. Stref is going to be talking about the Eagles for a little bit, and after that, we'll be doing some. We're going to be doing some contenders or pretenders segment with the undefeated teams. In the NFL. There are seven that remain after two weeks of football. Um, and then I'll be talking about some DFS plays that I like this week. And we'll be previewing some exciting matchups uh, coming up this 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 weekend for Week Three, and then we'll be getting to Lock of the Week. So why don't we get started here, uh, and Shref can take the reins with Shref's Rant of the Week, Eagles Rant of the Week. I, I butchered that one. There we no, go. No,
1: you're man. good. We're good. I'm excited though because that this podcast has certainly been a, a Steelers heavy podcast, and I feel like you you guys definitely have a lot of listeners that are that are obviously from your area and home, which means that they're most likely Eagles fans. So I'm I'm happy to speak for everyone here, hopefully. Um, so to start off, we'll talk about what every Eagles fan has been focused on so far this year, which is Jalen Hurts' play. Um, overall, I'd say he he played a pretty good game. He had some great throws off the top of my head. I think about the Watkins 91-yard play. I think about the Rager, which should have been a touchdown if Rager could run a route correctly. But that's that's neither here nor there. Overall, Hertz was good um, in the red zone. Not great, but that I'm going to be chalking up the play calling. Um, Sirianni, some of the calls he made were just uh, wasn't really able to comprehend what was going on. The one that really sticks out is the attempted Philly special on fourth and fourth and goal from the one yard line. Um, definitely not the call that I would have made personally, but, you know, that's what's going to happen um, with him. I'm not I'm not too worried about the play calling yet. It's only going to become an issue if it continues to go on throughout the season. It's week two. You know, still trying to get a feel for the team he has. I don't, I'm, I'm not too mad about it. Um, overall, with that, with that entire game, I mean, they, I think it could be easy to be said that they, they should have at least been winning at half. Um, they were not. Defense played great up until the last quarter, pretty much. So, pretty much the, the main overarching point is that the red zone offense just has to be better. They got to be taken advantage when they get down there. You can't, I didn't look this up, but I, I'd love to know how many times. There's been a 90-yard play on a drive and a touchdown hasn't resulted from it
2: they came with no points
1: they came away with no points like i, I, I yeah. i'd yeah i'd be very interested to hear how many times that that's happened over the course of, of nfl right. history it it, it it can't be any more than like a handful of times really right that's yeah i think um so yeah i mean p- play calling was the number one issue um to get into the injuries we had a couple big ones um jack you said it in the in the text but the the brandon injuries there there was a couple brandon injuries yeah um the bigger one, I think, is Brandon Graham for sure. I mean, he's been, I mean, Fletcher Cox is obviously great, but but Graham's been the heart and soul of that defense for I don't know how long now, probably like probably five years at this point, five, six years. Um, that one hurts. And I also don't want to see more of Derek Barnett. Um, I don't know if you guys watch the game, but he I, I've said this ever since he got drafted. He has talent and he makes plays, but boy, oh boy, does he make some some dumb mistakes? Um I'm trying to remember the situation it was i want to say it was like a third and third and long they were getting off the field and then barnett just made a, a very dumb just shoved the guy for absolutely zero reason he does it more often than he should and, and it just sucks that Graham's hurt because now it kind of forces him to play and i just don't really like watching him play but you know that's fine um and then brandon brooks obviously hurts but it, you know there's a couple of different things here one the Eagles haven't really been playing with Brooks the last like three seasons anyway. So it, it, it's not, it's not like a huge team shifting injury. And also we get to see Landon Dickerson, the second round rookie that they drafted who I'm, I'm personally very excited to see that was the Smith pick was great in the first round, but um the Dickerson was probably my favorite pick. I think he's going to be a good player. So I'm excited to see him. And then finally I saw this floating around Twitter. I'll have to hear what you guys have to think. Um, Jalen Rager, uh, Hasn't been great so far, made some costly errors thinking about that. T- that should have been touchdown. It was a great throw by Hertz and Rager just couldn't create any separation, got pushed out of bounds by the corner. There are a lot of Eagles fans who are saying that he's reminding them a lot of the way Nelson Aguilar was, mm-hmm. which was, you know, a, a good amount of talent and he could show it off at some points, but then just some plays that make you like scratch your head and you're like, what is this guy doing? But I don't know if you guys agree with that, but that's side, I, when I saw that on Twitter, the, the the light bulb kind of flashed in my head.
0: Could certainly be a, an interesting comp. I mean, is it fair to say? I, I mean, I Aguilar was a first round pick, so right? He was a first round pick, like, pretty, pretty much yeah. the,
1: almost like the same spot. I think Raglore was like 20, right around 20, and Rager was what 18 or 19, something like that. So, like, pretty much like the
0: same draft slot, right? So, I, I was gonna say you could maybe make for the case that he had somewhat of a career revival ish, but. Still, for a first round receiver, you'd probably like to see a little bit more out of him, but he was there was just it, no consistency out of him, right? And it was looking pretty grim early on in his career. And he did, I guess, improve, but not to the point where like people thought like his ceiling would be at. So,
1: yeah, I mean, the the one credit I'll give Aguilar is he, he, he chose to have his best season in the season that they needed him, which was the Super Bowl year. But I mean, right. besides, besides those years, it just wasn't good. It just, yeah, it, it's just with Rager, I just like there's clearly talent there, but it, he just hasn't. I mean, Smith Smith already looks like the better receiver than him, which I think everyone expected. But I think me personally, I was really hoping that maybe once he slid into like that second receiver role that he was maybe, you know, going to have some pressure taken off and he'd be able to focus a little bit more on just doing his thing. But so far it doesn't look, doesn't look great.
0: Right. Well, he did catch a touchdown in week one. So that, that's a little I, bit encouraging. But yeah, I, gotta, I
1: just
2: have a few questions. Oh yeah. First ref. Yeah. Um, well, we've been mentioning a lot of Eagles first-round receivers. Uh, Devonta Smith limited only two catches on seven targets for, I believe, 16 yards. Um, is that correct? Something like that.
1: I believe it's around there,
2: yeah. Uh, how? What's your take on how he played on Sunday? And I guess um, well, I know you can speak to him, his performance on the Falcons game week one as well, if you'd like, but go. Yeah,
1: I think um, more than anything that his lack of production, I I mean, it it, it was kind of a whole team thing. I mean, Hertz, Mm -hmm. I don't think Hertz had a single touchdown on Sunday. It was not Niners defense just played great. Um, I got to give a special shout out to Fred Warner. I I watched him play that whole game and man, he is just all over the field at all times. But um, with Smith, the, the one play that really stands out, I remember they were, they were driving in the red zone and Smith ran a little slant on Josh Norman and Norman got a PI call on it that's one of those plays where if you know if 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 Norman doesn't grab him that's probably a touchdown I mean he was going to be wide open in the end zone overall route running looked good just not a lot of not a lot of good chances all day which mm-hmm. that was that was just the case for pretty much everyone on that team no no worry about it I'm I'm, I'm excited to see him against Dallas this week I think they're I, I think that I think that's going to be a probably a high scoring affair so I'm interested to see if he if he shows up against the arrival
2: nice
0: yeah. So Nick Sirianni, uh, I know you mentioned a little bit of apprehension towards him, but you're not overly worried, I guess you could say, because it's still very early on in the season. And I agree, still getting his feet wet in the NFL. He's only coach had been a head coach for two games ever. So, you know, I mean, he's still definitely yeah. still getting acclimated.
1: Yeah. The, the one thing I, I would like to see going forward is more design QB runs. Um, I feel like he. Hertz is throwing the ball a, a pretty decent amount so far which I'm fine with. I think he, he he's not a bad thrower. And he still has some accuracy issues when it comes to like those those deeper throws down the field, but I mean if you if you have a running quarterback, I mean we remember seeing him last year when he first came out. I mean he was he was putting up like big yardage numbers in terms of running. Like I mean we were talking like around like 70 80 yards type of deal and it just it, it, if you have a QB who can use his legs like that especially on a team where maybe your receiving core isn't like the best in the league where they're getting open every play. I think Sirianni should hopefully be able to draw up some more run plays and let Hurts get out of the pocket a little bit more. But overall, I'm definitely not worried about Sirianni. Like I said, he's still young. He's still getting used to his team. It's going to become an issue if we're if we're if we get to like week 10 and we're still talking about red zone issues that that's where I'm going to start. That's where the rant part is going to start coming out. I feel like I tried yeah. to keep it mild today cuz overall they, I, I didn't think they I thought the defense looked good offense just couldn't score and that's I mean it happens so I'm excited for next week though.
0: Yeah, for sure. High high scoring affair as you mentioned primetime game so definitely a lot to be excited about for that. Last word I have on the Eagles I guess is you know their defense might be for real. They only they only allowed 23 points in the first two games of the of the season so yeah, that's definitely something that's encouraging just cuz I don't know, I think people were generally projecting the Eagles to have a slightly below average defense. Yeah, so. the
1: the the first the main thing I've noticed so far with them is they're they're tackling tackling a lot better. I remember I remember last season I I could think of like 25 different plays where it was just like one-on-one like corner safety versus a receiver out in space not making the tackle. This time around like you, you I haven't seen as many of those like huge gains by the other teams so far. So that's that's definitely promising. That's something they can build on. For
0: sure. All right. So, yeah, we will see if Shreff's Eagles rant of the week turns into more of a rant as the season progresses. It or most likely will. Or if it stays mild-mannered.
1: I think it will. We'll see, though.
0: Right. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for that breakdown. We will transition now to are they for real, as Jack has named this segment. So. We're going to essentially just go through the seven undefeated teams, as I mentioned previously, and say if we think they are legitimate playoff and or Super Bowl contenders. We will start off with the defending champs. I'm pretty sure we'll have all the same answer here. It's the Tampa Bay Bucks. Probably don't have to spend too much time on this one because it's fairly obvious. Any, anyone, does anyone like to say anything about the Bucs?
2: No. They're it's for the real. We know that. It's the
0: Bucs. We know. Antonio Brown has COVID.
2: He does. Antonio Brown does?
0: Yes, he does. Oh, today. I must have missed that. It came he out today. Not. He yeah. might not play week he might not play this week.
2: Well, if he has COVID, I can I don't think he would play. Well, oh, I
0: believe he, he's vaccinated because all the Buccaneers are vaccinated.
2: Oh, okay. Yes.
0: And if a, a vaccinated player shows two negative tests, two negative tests, excuse me, within a 24-hour span, they can be cleared to play. Okay. So it, it, there is a slim chance he might play for Sunday. Still looking unlikely though, so I would probably expect him to be out just this one week and not make it to. So this
2: may uh, have implications on their playoff chances. Antonio <laughs> Brown being questionable for week three.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah uh,
2: no. It's Bucks a shame are... they have
1: no other receivers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I get. Let's go right into their seeing their opponent this week. Are the Rams for real? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we all were very high in the Rams, as we've said over the past couple of weeks. I had them winning the Super Bowl. Jack had them winning the NFC, and Treff said they were – I don't remember exactly how far you had I'm them locking the
1: them. I i already made a bet on it. I'm, I'm already locking them into the NFC Championship at least.
0: Okay. okay. So we obviously expect them to go pretty far. You know, they kind of struggled a little bit last week against the Colts. I mean, they pulled out the victory, 27-24. 20, but all in all, you know, Cooper Cup looked great. Cool. Stafford played good that enough. Guy um you know so they they did all right and they're gonna have those games where it's not a cakewalk like week one but you know this this week coming up is certainly probably the toughest matchup they will face all regular yeah. season so um but yeah they're they're for real I mean Stafford just Stafford takes them to a whole nother level as we mentioned before so another yeah. fairly obvious one we'll start to get a little bit harder here or I guess more room for debate at least as we mm-hmm. sort of go through this list but yeah now it gets interesting yeah. So number three, the 49ers. What do you guys think?
1: I am I'm up in the air about it right now. Um for a few reasons. The the main one being just their their division in general. I mean, I think I think so far it's it's pretty safe to say that they that that NFC West is probably the best division in, in football, I think. Um not even close. Yeah, you got you have four legit, I'd say four legit playoff contenders at at least at least the way it looks so far. Um my other thing is they, I mean, week one, they go in, they're blowing out the lines and they let them come back in, which, I mean, fine, whatever. And then the, the Eagles game was interesting because, I mean, the Eagles, I thought, clearly won that first half. They were the better team in that first half. And then the, the Niners kind of figured it out. I, I, it's really going to come down to their offense. I think their their defense is never going to be an issue. I think it's going to come down to can, can Jimmy G show up in these bigger games and make some plays. So, so far, so far, so good. As of now, I would say if, if I had to give a yes or no, I would say the Niners are not for real,
0: though. Mm. Go ahead, Jack. Uh,
2: I think they will make the playoffs still. I had them as a playoff team preseason, and I'm going to stick with that for now. However, injuries are a big concern of mine. That backfield is a revolving door of injuries right now. Mostert went down with an injury long term. Jeff Wilson's still hurt. He started the season hurt, but I mean, he'll be back midseason. Trey Sermon stunk and got a concussion. He's limited in practice this week. Yeah. He in for one play. Yeah. Uh Eli Mitchell didn't participate in practice yet this week. Yeah, they didn't uh, know what uh Michael Hasey's out long term as well. That's injuries to five of their running backs. So they're very thin in their backfield. I mean, granted, in Chanahan's system, it's a very uh system running back type system. I said system three times, but works. Uh it's still i feel like at some point it's got to it's the lack of talent back there's got to got to show and not just their backfield defensively they've suffered some injuries as well uh jason verrett's on ir j greenlaw's on ir i saw one of their that pieces in their d-lines also uh on ir as well uh the one thing though that i think will spark them into a playoff contention is their quarterback situation now a lot lot of people may on the surface think that two quarterbacks could be detrimental to team success what's the what's the saying it's like if you have two quarterbacks you have none or something like that Yeah,
1: it's something like that
2: yeah uh however i think keep jimmy g in for now as long as i'm winning. keep him in uh they have Trey Lance, who I love, waiting in the wings. Uh, I think if he's put in at some point as a the starter throughout the season, it can give them a, a pretty significant spark. Uh, that's why I'm gonna side with they are so playoff team, despite the tough division. Honestly, I would not be surprised if this. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm gonna continue that statement if all four teams make the playoffs, which can happen now with the 17 playoff. However, just the fact that they're all in the same division, they play each other so much, it's going to result in a lot of losses. So it will be tough. Um, yeah, that's all I got on the Niners.
0: I could see that happening for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, and again, it, it is very tough this one. And it's only because of the division. If they were in another division, they would uh-huh. most likely be the favorites to win it. But. I think they're going to come in fourth. So, yeah, I, that's why it's such a, it's such an interesting, it's a tough one angle to look at. So again, they're a good team. Injuries are concerning. Who do you know who the running back they signed? It was like, was it Duke Johnson or is it carry on Johnson? Chris Thompson,
2: one? they signed to their practice squad. I saw, Okay. I know, I I believe I saw they had a visit with Duke Johnson. Um, I'm not sure i look at, I'm going to look at their uh, depth chart right now and just see who's on it.
0: They're, they're, what am I trying to say? Passing weapons, receiving weapons, haven't been encouraging. Brandon Ayuk has been, been looked like a terrible pick in fantasy this year so far. George Kittle hasn't done anything. Debo's had a nice start to the season, but again, health has always been a concern for him as well. So offense, I don't know, a little shaky, but we will see how it goes. I'm going to, with the, uh, I'm gonna make a decision. I'm gonna say Pretender just for because the division is just so tough, and I like the other three teams a little bit more. I so believe you know, I believe they're st- the minority.
2: I believe their starting running back this week will be Trenton Cannon. Ah, Trenton. who was just on the on the Ravens. Oh, yeah, but he they released him and uh, picked him up off nine or picked him up off waivers this past week or in between week one and two. I mean, if, if like, Mitchell and Sermon can't, can't go, it looks like he's next. Throw, throw Kyle check in there as they're starting to win.
1: check like, if, if they don't have, if they have none of their, like, normal guys, there's a decent chance that check's going to rush for, like, 40 yards probably, I bet. <laughs> Something like that.
0: Triple T, watch. It's
2: TJ's fancy team. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So that's certainly the trickiest one. I, I believe just, cause yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult, but yeah. So I guess we can move on uh, to the Cardinals and what do you guys think? Uh,
2: yeah. I don't think this is the question. They should definitely be taken for real as playoff contenders.
1: They've shown, they've shot, they've already shown the ability to, I mean that, that, um, vikings game if the vikings make that field goal you know they win but also they didn't so they lost so you know two and and they've shown that they can score with any team in the league so that's defense we'll have to see if they if the defense can show up and get some stops throughout the year but i mean that that offense looks looks too good to not see them in the playoffs
2: yeah
0: you cannot stop kyler murray it's impossible you can't can't do it every single week he's gonna put a highlight play together week one it was that scramble he went back and forth and back and forth and he made that like 20 yard completion obviously last week was the big touchdown to Rondell Moore. so every week he puts up a mvp highlight play yeah he's um it's just unbelievable there's no stopping him and i i had to ride with Ride with my guy, and I put a I put a five dollar MVP bet on him.
1: Love that. So I um he he reminds me a lot this year of um Manziel at AM. like just these like I don't you want know, to hear that riff. No, but no, I'm I'm, I'm talking about like, I, the, I like the year that, but just like it, it's just because that like he he pulls off these plays where he just he looks dead in the water for like the entire duration of the play, and then all of a sudden he finds an opening and just makes a play. It, it's it it's it's absurd to watch. He is I'd argue right now he's. I'd argue he might be the most exciting player in football right now. That's my argument.
0: And I agree with that argument. Yeah. So Cardinals are contender. If they have Kyler Murray, they, as long as he doesn't get hurt, they're going to be right there in every single game. So they are contenders, in my opinion. And Jack, did you say contenders?
1: Yeah, Jack did, too.
0: OK, cool. Yes, I, I did. Jack. Jack's having some, I don't know what's going on. He has a special
1: there. guest in there. I saw him.
0: Okay. Yes. Um. All right. So we'll move on to our fifth team out of the seven, the Carolina Panthers. Certainly an interesting one. They beat the Saints. I feel like most people were on the Saints last week as the uh-huh. Saints were probably, I don't remember, four-point favorites or something, something like around that. There, but yeah. Panthers win pretty handedly. Christian McCaffrey did his thing. Sam Donner looked pretty good. The defense looked really good. That was yeah. definitely a bright spot. Two weeks in a row, the Panthers defense has shined. But is it good enough to make a playoff push?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Um, th- this is kind of the opposite of the Niners' argument because I, I, I right now I, I think the, I think you could make the argument the Panthers might be the second best team in the South. Um, last week I probably I obviously would have said the Saints, but I mean they they went they went and beat the Saints. They like, got I, I don't know. I, I think it, it's going to come down to Darnold, but I've been. I've been very pleasantly surprised by how how good he's looked so far. I think the I think the change of scenery helped. I think he's obviously a better head coach than what he had in New York, which obviously helps. Um, and the defense, like you said, the defense I think was everyone's worry. I think everyone knew when you have you have DJ Moore, you have McCaffrey, you have Robbie Anderson on offense. You're not offense was never really going to be a huge issue. It's been it's been impressive to see what the defense looks like so far. I'd say right now, I if if I was going to put put money on it, I'd say they're going to be right on that line of like a wild card type of team right now.
0: I think they've start off really well. I unfortunately do think they're pretenders for a couple of reasons. Um, I mean, it's just going to be so hard to make it with, if we like all those NFC West teams, someone's going to be left out. Yeah. They're not going to win their division. And I, I know it's, it's kind of backwards to say that the saints are still better than them considering what just happened, but it, I still think the Saints are going to finish with a better record than them at the, when it's all said and done. I know it doesn't look like, it, it's just weird to say that right now because they just, they just beat them pretty handedly, but I do think that New Orleans will eventually recover and the Panthers will fade a little bit down the stretch. I still think they're going to have a pretty solid season. They're going to be competitive in a lot of games. I think Donald's going to look, I mean, he already does clearly, but he's going to look a lot better yeah. A lot of that's due to Joe Brady. I said before the season, Joe Brady. Love Joe Brady. Be, Joe Brady's gonna be the number one coveted coaching hire yeah, in this sure. offseason. That that's definitely my prediction. I'm sticking 100%. to that. And it's it's looked good so far. And um I certainly, certainly still believe that. So Jack, what do you think about the Panthers?
2: Uh I agree with Shref's sentiment on the Panthers. I, I have them as just a fringe playoff team. Yeah. Um mostly chalking that up to easy competition. Week one. They only beat the Jets by five points. If you're looking at the final score, it's 14-19. Uh week two, they beat a coachless Saints. Uh eight this coaches out with COVID. Shout out Ian Book. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that report, Treff? Um, yeah, yeah, you were tell me that. It's great. Yeah, he uh he was in charge of substitutions. The, the third string quarterback. I love Ian Book. So uh that's cool, but um this panthers also have texans tomorrow night thursday night football so they'll likely go three and oh as well they just haven't played anyone that i would call a quality opponent yet um through three weeks however i do as you guys said i i love what matt rules done with this team the past few years and you love what joe brady has done with the uh their offense i mean honestly like they have such great weapons like who any offensive coordinator could Many offensive coordinators could thrive in with, with the weapons they have. Um, and I agree with what you guys said about Sam Darnold as well. Uh, however, yeah, it's what Mitchell said. It's tough with all the, the teams in the West. Like, those wild card spots are really going to be tough to get. Um, and as Mitchell said, they're not going to win their division. So very fringe playoff team. I'll put them on the outs right now.
0: Gotcha. All right. Sounds good. And we will move on to the Denver Broncos 2-0 defeated the the, Giants and Jets. Giants
1: and Jets. Yeah,
0: obviously very poor competition.
2: The Jags. Jags, it was, the Jags. Jags it was the Jags they play the Jets this, week, so the Jets Jags this Jags. week
0: very yeah, easy yeah. schedule
2: yeah I wanted to say that too but the Broncos the same thing about the Panthers like very easy competition I'll just start off no they're not a they're not a playoff team as on our preview show Mitchell would remember that I had them at like four wins um, <laughs> they're gonna get 75 percent of that after this week but um I mean, yeah, they just, same thing I just said. They haven't really, they haven't played anyone. They won't play anyone of quality through this week as well. Uh, they've also suffered pretty significant injuries as well. Jerry Judy uh, injured week one. He's going to be out extended time. Uh, Bradley Chubb is out long term as well. Uh, Ronald Darby is on IR. They have another inside linebacker on IR. This name is slipping my mind right now, but uh, those injuries are going to add up and you know once they get to the brothers schedule i mean they got to put the chiefs and chargers twice so i still yeah, don't see them as a playoff team in my opinion what do you guys think
1: yeah i i agree and we're, we're going to get into the the next team as well which i'm going to have pretty similar sentiments for i think um as much as i love teddy bridgewater and i like i i'm never going to bet against teddy bridgewater ever in my life um i just don't, I, they just don't, I don't see it. I, I don't see it. If, if you're going in and you're playing the the chiefs and the chargers twice a year, going to be tough. And as you said, Jack, they definitely started off with an easy schedule and it's been nice to see that they've taken advantage of that for sure. I just don't think they quite have the star power that they need to contend in that conference and in that division specifically.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I wanted to say, uh, contender obviously not for the super bowl for the playoffs i was i wanted to say i was thinking about that all day and honestly up until about three minutes ago not just, not, not before not because you guys are on the <laughs> pretender train but even before you guys started speaking i i was changing my mind that bradley chubb injury certainly is not not ideal at all now there's been a couple good. a couple he's other there. injuries piling up as well but ultimately just i mean i love teddy bridgewater he's the, the the cover the spread master yeah he's just unbelievable and great story it would be so nice to see him back in the playoffs but I just uh, I don't see it just because you know we saw him start 16 games last year and they were pretty mediocre I mean they were pretty bad so it's gonna it's gonna you have to play who's on your schedule you know they don't they don't choose that so like Shreff said, it's nice to see them taking advantage of it. But at the same time, it's just it's going to get harder and they're going to they're going to fade. But yeah. they'll be a, they'll be a competitive team for sure. Definitely around 500. So. It'll be a, it, they're certainly not an easy, easy win. You can just like say, you know, look past them. So and um, after this play.
2: week, uh, after the Jets, they got to play the Ravens and the Steelers on the road, then the Raiders, who are whom we're about to talk about, then the Browns. So a lot of AFC North. And um, yeah, I mean, that's arguably not even their toughest stretch of the season. Like they'll have, I mean, they play the Chargers and Chiefs back to back, and then they'll play They end the season with Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs. It's tough. Yeah.
0: Yeah, certainly. I think they have a last place schedule, so that maybe helps a little bit. I know they're getting some of those games right now, but, you know, yeah, so we all, we certainly all expect them to, to fade a little bit down the stretch here. Yep. We'll move on to the last team we're talking about here. Jack alluded to it. The Las Vegas Raiders come off with a thrilling week one win against the Ravens on Monday Night Football. It was a fantastic game, and then unfortunately, they beat us in week two. You know, it, it was a relatively close game for most of it. They kind of pulled away a little bit in the fourth quarter, but the Raiders sit here at two and zero. Believe they started six and three last year, and they they lost five of their last six. So certainly, this is nothing new for the Raiders. I feel like they usually get off to a little bit of a strong start for whatever reason that may be. But they play. Who they play this week? Miami. They got Miami. Miami. Yeah, without
2: yeah.
1: Tua. Yeah, with no right. Tua.
0: So. What are we thinking on the Raiders? I think I'm, I already know your answer, but what 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 are we saying?
1: Yeah, it's uh, similar to the Broncos. I for me, I I, I will, I I would be remiss if I didn't give Derek Carr some credit. I've been I've been against Carr these last few years. I just I I, I haven't seen much from him, but he, he's looked he's looked awesome this year so far, um, which has been nice to see. But overall, my like, I'm you guys might be able to help me with this. What did they make any like big acquisitions over the off season? like at all because I'm seeing the lineups that they bring out there and it seems like pretty much the same team as last year right
2: um Yannick and Gawkway on their defense and then they
1: have Kenyon Drake I guess now as a backup running back
2: I believe those were the only two of note so
1: it just for me it's just one of the like I, I saw how they looked last year I just don't I don't think they made enough improvements as a team to all of a sudden like launch themselves into a conversation as a playoff team and I said it with the Broncos too I mean if if you're if you're playing Chiefs Chargers twice a year and then also like the Broncos while we also while we all said that they're not a playoff team they're still a good team for sure if you're if if six of your games are going against those three teams it, it I don't And they haven't played any of them yet. I I, I don't see a way that the Raiders can find their way into like a a top two spot in that division, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's certainly a little bit difficult to to fathom. Defensive line has played really well to start off the season. Max Max Crosby looks awesome. Really progressed. Um, Yannick looks pretty good as well. Offensive line, I still think is going to be an issue eventually, but Derek Carr, I mean, he's leading the NFL in passing through two weeks by over a hundred yards. Looks great. So, and I, I honestly always thought Derek Carr was slightly underrated to be honest. So I don't know, but they they are pretenders. Ultimately it's, it's going to be tough for them to make, make a push, but getting off to a strong start, which is certainly nothing new for them. Last thing we'll say on this is out of the Broncos or Raiders. What do? you? Who's gonna have a better record? Raiders. I
1: think Raiders are probably my guess as well, but I think they're gonna be like within like a game of each other, probably. It's gonna
2: be close. I just want to speak on the Raiders briefly. I have them, I don't have them as pretenders. I'm gonna give them a fringe. Similar to what we said about the Panthers. Every year I I I love the Raiders because I love John Gruden. I think John Gruden I, like Gruden I think John Gruden. I, I mean I always loved him in the booth on Monday Night Football. Uh, but I think that people give him way too much slander and like they, he doesn't know what he's doing.
1: I don't disagree.
2: I said this on our preview show. I said it many times, but this roster that they have is not as good, like should not have two wins right now. They should not have beaten the Ravens. Should, they should not have beaten the Steelers. They have worse rosters in both teams. Um, I mean, this dating back to when they had Antonio Brown and he was supposed to be the focal point of their offense. And they lost him right before week one. Gruden kept them competitive the whole season. Gruden kept them in the mix most of last season, and they really shouldn't have the worst defense in football. Um, I think things could be, although the roster doesn't look too much different, as Stref said, uh, Derek Carr could take uh, a little bit of another step and maybe return to like 2016 or 17 Derek Carr when he was in MVP conversations. Um, That could be the difference maker this year. Um, And just maybe the team as a whole gels more rugs and brian edwards get another year into their belt and develop into le- like legit nfl wide receivers just just done to speaking of gruden's coaching there was they the raiders were up by i don't remember how much the big i'm, I'm referencing the big play to rugs this past weekend like it was yeah. a third down late in the game
0: third, third
2: and ten third and ten most coaches would just try to go for the sticks and just try to get a first down to stay in control of the game. Uh, But I mean, he went for a, he was aggressive, went for a big splash, play the rugs deep and it worked. And I think more coaches need to play like that play to win. I agree. Don't just play to, to not lose. We saw um, it
1: on, we, we saw it on uh Monday night with the Ravens Chiefs. Yeah.
2: On. I think more coaches have to be more aggressive like that. And Gruden has consistently done that. And I think, that's gonna push the needle for the Raiders for the rest of the season i think they'll definitely be staying staying in the mix as they have been the past couple of seasons um that's why i, was, I still have them as a fringe I think I think this year they they could make the push and in, in squeaking as a seven seed
0: okay fair enough mm-hmm. all right so we'll certainly see this list get dwindled down well it'll have to because the bucks and Rams play each other but right yeah we will certainly see some teams fall from an undefeated season. Um, all right. So we will transition to a little bit of fantasy talk here. Before I get into my DFS plays of the week, I do want to bring up one take that we kind of discussed a little bit last week, but that is a uh, Pollard greater sign Zeke. And I know they both had good games, but one looked better than the other. We know, we know, know who it
1: was, we know I'll be starting in this week,
0: 13 carries for 109 yards. That's 8.4 yards per carry, a touchdown, three catches and 31 yards. Mm. Zeke, as we mentioned, did have a pretty decent stat line himself, 16 carries, 71 yards, a touchdown himself, two catches for 26 yards, but one just has the juice and one yep. just looks like a guy who's getting volume.
1: Yeah, I think we're seeing a transition into a running back by committee type of deal there in Dallas, um, which isn't a bad thing. I, I think like, I mean, you could like mo- some of the best teams in the league r- rolled by that running back by committee type of deal. I don't think there's any shame in it. It, 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 it stinks that Dallas gave Zeke that huge deal, obviously, because like normally with that kind of money, you're expecting like a, a three down running back, which I don't It doesn't seem like he's that anymore and if 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 pollard's not there it might be a different story obviously but i mean it has been it was it was getting it was becoming obvious last year and this year it's only it's only gotten more obvious that he he needs to be on the field for a large percentage of snaps
0: he needs to be for sure so i just wanted to bring that up because that's certainly a a take i feel like we're getting i don't know if jack's is, is are you in agreement with this
2: uh with he admitted it a little
0: bit this weekend
2: with uh, just Pollard being better than Zeke, yeah, I still think Zeke is more talented. Uh,
1: Hello, Jack. Hello.
2: I mean, it's Pollard's great himself, but I, I just, I think I, just watching them play, I still do think Zeke runs better. However, the gap is close, and I think it only only serves the Cowboys' benefit though. That they have two great runners. Correct. I mean, the only the only embarrassing part is that um you know he's getting paid what 15 million a year a lot of money a lot of money yeah <laughs> so um and I just looked up Tony Pollard's contract is still in his rookie deal obviously and he's getting paid 850000 so um quite the difference but I still think Zeke is more, more talented they
1: just need to lean into it more like you, you just gotta you gotta accept the fact that you have two good running backs use both of them
2: I think they have. I think Mike McCarthy them one of them. One yeah, of last,
1: year, last year they didn't, now they
2: are. It's good. Either to Jerry Jones or Mike McCarthy said this week, like, we love having both of them. Or no, it was uh, there was an offensive coordinator, uh, Kellen Ellen Moore. Moore. Yeah. yeah, I think he it was a quote he had this week. Um, yeah.
0: Definitely. All right, so we'll transition. To, I'm going to talk a little bit about DFS, uh, some plays that I like this week. I created a thursday night showdown slate lineup and a sunday one o'clock and four o'clock slate lineup as well uh, i'm gonna run it by and you guys can give me your thoughts on it and see what you think in general i do like to do primetime games whether that be a same game parlay which i've been doing a ton of this season i've been doing same game parlays uh or showdown but i kind of tend to stay away from the overall weekend slate in terms of dfs just because it's easier to kind of envision a narrative for one particular game, as opposed Mm -hmm. to thinking about all these different games and all the different possibilities. I prefer, it's just my preference, but I prefer to do it. I've been doing a lot of same game parlays. I think they're, you know, they're fun. keeps you invested in the whole game. That's what I guess DFS is. And uh, I just think it's a, it's a cool thing to do. But anyway, nonetheless, here I have a, a showdown slate, which if anyone's not familiar You pick six players, it can be any position, they're priced accordingly to the, and you have $50,000 in your budget, but you put one person in the captain slot, which they get one and a half times their fantasy points. So that's what we're kind of working with here, if anyone's not familiar. And uh, this week I selected Robbie Anderson in the captain slot for 11,700. Obviously you, it just, McCaffrey, I think, is the most expensive captain I think I've ever seen. And when I'm doing this, I think he was twenty thousand. Wow, (laughs) which is insane. So I just think you just can't build a a good lineup like that. I mean, maybe he scores thirty five points, and then you get the one and a half multiplier and whatever that is. So and he absolutely kills it. But I just think you would have to really find some value at the end there. So I would prefer. I mean, you still gotta play McCaffrey. Yeah, he's a
2: must play though for sure.
0: Yeah. Right. So I put Robbie in the captain. I'm just hoping that, I mean, he last week he didn't get many targets. I mean, I think he only has like four catches on the season, which is not much, but he did catch that one long touchdown against the jets. Hoping he finds similar success this week against Houston. Um, so I put Robbie in the captain slot, hoping that happens. Put Darnold in there. He's 11, his regular price is 11,200. McCaffrey, as I mentioned, he's thirteen. 13,400 for his regular price. I do David Johnson just because I, I think he, he's kind of been more of the receiving back for the Texans. I know Ingram has gotten the, I think Ingram's gotten 40 carries between the first two games, which is yeah. a ton. And Lindsay's kind of sprinkled in there as well, but neither of those guys have been really involved in the passing game where David Johnson has slightly. So I'm just, mm. you know, thinking that maybe Carolina has a lead and they kind of, Give Johnson, you know, maybe he can carve out five targets for maybe four catches and he gets a nice solid at least eight PPR points and maybe a little bit more. So, yeah, he's only 5,400. So he's a cheaper play, which good value pick, which helped. Um, Terrace Marshall, I have at 4,000. Just uh, he was the only name that stuck out to me for that low of a price because I needed to get some cheaper guys in there. Waiting and, from the breakout. I hope he breaks out soon. I'm oh, I hope so. It. He's on my dynasty team. So He's on mine, too. I'm, I'm sorry, for who would you
2: just say? I missed that.
0: Terrace Marshall.
2: Oh, Terrace Marshall. Okay, okay.
0: Yep. Last guy I have, 3,600. It's Joey Sly revenge game time. I
1: like that. Nice. He's now the
0: kicker for the Texans. Obviously, he was the past year or two a kicker for the Carolina Panthers. So Now for blood. We love a Joey Sly revenge game. Maybe Houston... Kind of stalls in the red zone because you know obviously they're not very talented. Davis Mills making his first career NFL start on uh, tomorrow night, so maybe they stall a little bit in the red zone and Joey Sly gets some opportunities. So that's kind of the lineup this week. What are, your, Joey what are your Sly. thoughts? Anything like would change or no i
1: I like Anderson in the captain spot for sure. Um, like you said, like like you, you got to look in McCaffrey, but if he's if he's going for what do you say twenty thousand? <laughs> You just you can't do that because the rest of your lineup's just gonna not be good. But um, right. I like Anderson there. I, I think he he has the most big play potential out of that offense. I think, which is which is always a good sign, especially against Houston. Um, yeah, overall, I, I definitely like it. I'm and I said it before. I'm I'm really hoping that Terrace Marshall has one of those like rookie, but like we we saw it this past weekend with uh with with Rondell Moore for Arizona but I'm I'm definitely hoping for uh, one of those big-time rookie breakout games for Terrace.
0: I would certainly be very hyped for that, so yeah. I am right there with you. All right, so I'll kind of run through my Sunday's slate lineup. Uh, I had Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback for 6,200. Play the Colts at home. He's kind of struggled a little bit the first couple. I don't know. He just didn't have that great of the games the first two weeks, clearly week one. So –
1: their offense as a whole hasn't hasn't looked awesome so far besides Henry last game, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think he bounces back, so I'm, I'm, I, I thought he was a decent value quarterback slot. I have Dalvin Cook as my running back. I like to always pay up for one of the big-name running backs each week. He's 8,400. He is questionable, so hopefully he'd be good to go for that, but Seahawks obviously got absolutely pounded by Henry last week, so I think Cook could maybe do a similar thing. The Vikings are at home, so... I he was the the name I was looking for this week to pay up. And I like Melvin Gordon. Uh it's certainly a positive game script for him. I know he's not the most flashy pick cuz everyone wants Javante to get the the lion's share of carries, but Melvin's certainly still a factor and an important one at that in the Denver backfield. And obviously the, you know the Jets defense is pretty bad and the, the Broncos should be up and giving him plenty of plenty of work. So I think for 5500 I think he was solid
2: value. Yeah, I think uh Melvin Gordon, I'm going to be playing him this week over Cream Hunt. I'm just right, – my yearly fantasy, I'm starting him. I'm going to be starting him there. Gotcha. I agree I with th- that. I think,
0: it's, I, think it's a, I think it's a solid play for sure. Yeah. I have A.J. Brown in receiver. He's 6,500. Colts defense has struggled this year to wide receivers thus far. I have the Tannehill EJB stack. Brown is 6500 I think that's going to be one of the cheaper prices he's going to be all all season. Obviously, he's kind of struggled, especially last week. He had, I think it was nine targets and only converted three catches. So certainly hasn't looked like himself thus far, but I think this is certainly, I think this is a week you could definitely see a bounce back. So I, I went with the uh, Tannehill Brown stack. It's a little risky just because they haven't looked good so far, but we'll see how that goes. I have Hollywood Brown for 5600. Usually, usually a guy I stay away from. I'm not usually too keen on him for fantasy purposes. But the Lions' defense is already bad. They got absolutely shredded by Rodgers on Monday Night Football, and they lost one of their other corners. So they're they lost um, Okuda week one for, for the season, and they lost another guy Monday Night Football. I don't remember his name, but they're so thin in the secondary right now, and yeah. I think the Browns gonna catch a catch a long one. So, and he's looked he's started off the season. Great. So I think he had uh 19 points week one in PPR and 26 in uh week two. So he's absolutely killing it thus far. Marvin Jones, 4,900 that's free money. I mean, Marvin Jones is amazing. <laughs> I mean, he's under 5k. Come on guys. What are we doing? What are we doing? Like, f- ugh, that's just a steal. I mean, am I, am I, <laughs> am I way off base here? What, what do what do you guys think? Like 4,900 he's, Marvin was great. He six eighteen point seven 18.7 week one and 17.5 week two. And that's, yeah. that's an under five K player. That doesn't make sense to me. No, it
1: doesn't, but take yeah. advantage of it.
0: Right. And the Jags are always going to be down. They're going to be throwing so much. So, and LaVisca got banged up last week. I think he has a shoulder thing going on. So even more targets potentially for Marvin Jones, I think that's a, I think that's my favorite player of the week. And I'm, I'm starting Jones, I think in three leagues this week nice. and in my yearly so i like it tight end i got Noah Fance. he had a pretty solid week two first week without jerry judy i think he's certainly going to get some looks um like i said with judy out so i think he's a solid play he's only 4800 so i think he's a he's a guy to look at if you're not going to pay up for kelsey or waller so i think fans a decent play there flex i needed a relatively cheap option i went with ron Moore, just kind of Building off the momentum of last week. They play the Jags. Obviously, they've got a terrible team in general, but definitely defense. So yeah, Rondo
2: Moore's, I think, fifth in receiving yards this year
0: so far through two weeks. Right. Well, that, that long touchdown definitely helped, but sure he's he looked uh, good
1: though. Big fan.
0: For sure. So I think uh I think he was my he's my play in flex. And then defense, I just needed someone to fit in there. I went with the Bears. I don't know. Hopefully. You know bigger through a pick or two. So if they're only 3 3K and that's my lineup. So I like it. Nice.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah Marvin Jones. I just I think that's uh that's got to be a mistake. Just read the lineup
2: once down from start to finish.
0: Yeah, it's, so it's Ryan Tannehill, Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon, AJ Brown, Hollywood Brown, Marvin Jones, Noah Fant, Rondo Moore, Bears D. Nice. Yeah. Like so there you go. All right, so that is going to be it for our DFS talk. We will transfer, transition, transition, transfer, transition. There, there's the right word. There it is. To some marquee week three matchups that we're looking forward to. And we have three that we're going to be talking about. I unfortunately will not be able to watch any of these because I'm going to the Steelers game this weekend. Oh, no. I will be driving home immediately after, so I will... Unfortunately, not going to see any of these games, but still going to be exciting for everyone getting to um, watch live. So, Jack, what game do you want to mention first?
2: Uh, Game I'm most looking forward to is the Chargers Chiefs. Uh, Both teams coming off very close losses Chiefs to the Ravens on Monday Night Football, Chargers to uh, the Cowboys on a last second field goal on Sunday. Um so both teams are gonna come in extra motivated, extra juiced. Herbert's first two matchups against only two matchups against the Chiefs last year was a week three overtime uh loss by a field goal. Uh I believe that was in Arrowhead as well. And then week 17 they won uh 30 to 21. I'm assuming like Mahomes, they didn't play, they rested guys, but first two matchups against the Chiefs. Played them very close, and they won. another you won another. So excited to see Herbert go out against uh, their division rival on Sunday. I'm not bold enough to pick the Chargers to win, though, especially yeah. with the Chiefs at home. So, very it'll, it'll be a good game. I, I assume.
0: Yeah, I think that Week Three matchup last year was in SoFi. Oh,
2: okay, it was I, I remember think.
0: correctly? But, but yeah, I mean, it it, two quarterbacks that are should be, I mean, we're we're very lucky to have them. Health permitting, play each other twice a year for the next ten to fifteen years. It's going to be really great to see, and you know, it's going to be probably, in all likelihood, a high scoring affair and um, a lot of fantasy relevant guys. So. Especially for me, too. I mean, I'm going to be paying attention close to the charters all year. I have Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen on my dynasty team. So, certainly a team I've kept my eye on pretty closely so far. And Chiefs, you know, the, how can you not like watching the Chiefs play? I mean, fun. Yeah. Imagine so. being a
1: Chiefs fan. How much fun would that be to be a Chiefs fan? <laughs> I know. Every week they come out and you're just like, well, well, well we know that our QB is going to look incredible. And we know that our offense is like the best in the league. Like it's just it, it must be it, it must be such a nice thing to like walk in every Sunday and like not be like nervous, really. You're just like, all right, they're either gonna win by a lot or maybe lose by like a touchdown. Like it's just how it goes.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it would be so weird. Like, when was the last time the Chiefs got blown out? I mean the Super Bowl. But Super
1: Bowl, but like besides that, like regular season, it just doesn't just doesn't really happen.
0: Exactly. So yeah, you, you gotta go with the Chiefs in this one. I I think Mahomes is undefeated in September. So there's that. So I don't think I, he has
1: an inter- he might not have an interception in in September.
0: Jesus Christ. Okay. Wow. So Chiefs are probably going to win, but hopefully the the Chargers, you know, make it an exciting game and it lives up to the hype that that we're uh, what we're thinking here. Second game is the Rams and the Bucks and I'm really bummed I can't watch this one. I mean, I think it, I think this is an NFC Championship preview. I'm sure a lot of people think that, but no Antonio Brown, but still the Bucks have a plethora of weapons otherwise. And Brady is, you know, looking like he's fifteen years younger than he is. It's still unbelievable. How about Gronk and, too? Yeah, he's had it. Yeah, he, what the heck? <laughs> he's really turned back the clocks. Too. I've been shocked was,
1: by
2: him. Two, two touchdowns in three straight games. If you close the Super Bowl in the first and two he, weeks. It's absurd.
1: Brady Brady just brings it out of him I don't know I I love the quote I'm assuming you guys saw it earlier this week yeah. when he, was, he was talking on Monday night about how uh he just doesn't watch film he just lets Brady tell him what to do and he just does it like I mean yeah. that, that's fantastic I love
0: that that's exactly how we all envision their their interactions to yeah to unfold it's great for sure uh yeah that, that's pretty funny yeah but Rams this game it's in Los Angeles right I yes year. Right. Okay. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, and I think it'll be a close game. I really don't know who's gonna win, to be honest. I don't know if you guys have a, a feeling either way, but I think it's gonna be really close. And I don't. I uh, I don't know. I, I I really can't decide. I think the as of last time I checked, at least it was the Bucks were one and a half point favorites. I don't know if that's shifted. I think but... it was
2: something around there. Yeah. I thought it was um, flipped. I thought the Bucks were one and a half underdogs because the no, Ram because the Rams I think are they were home. Famous.
1: I don't know. I feel like they were favored, but I could be wrong. But um yeah, I feel like for me, especially with how hard I've gone for the Rams this year, as as long as I see them keep it close, I'm going to be happy. If they if they lose that game, they lose that game. But mm-hmm. I just don't want to see a blowout either way. I want I, I'm hoping for just a a solid game that comes down to the wire for sure. I want to see if the Rams can can pull out a win late, you know what
0: I mean? Yes or no, is this game for home field advantage and the only buy in the NFC.
1: Mm-mm. I think the Bucks are going to get it either way, mostly just because of the division differences. I was going
2: to say the same thing, yeah. Fair enough.
1: But if the Rams win this game, that's going to be a very, very good sign for things going forward for them.
0: Yeah, I'll certainly, I mean, I don't have any financial investments in the Rams. I know my reputation's on the line because I said they're <laughs> going to win the Super Bowl. But <laughs> which,
1: which might I, be even more important than money yes
0: honestly. i'm a man of pride so yeah yes, you are it's more important and so it'll make me form, feel more confident in that uh statement if uh if they pull this one out on sunday so yeah i'm just i'm bummed i'm, I'm not gonna be able to see it. I just i'll be on the road from right after the their games i'll probably won't get home till around 10 or ten thirty. so um but i will I'll, I'll certainly watch the highlights and hear all about it i'm sure so all right. the The third final game we're going to preview a little bit here is uh, the Bears and the Browns. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the big news is Justin Fields will be making his first NFL start. Probably due to the injury of Andy Dalton. I don't think yes. they, if he was healthy, I think he would still be in there. Mm. And if he's if he, uh, I mean, I guess it all depends. I don't want to make any assumptions, but we'll see. If I mean, if Fields kills it it'll be really hard to put Dalton back in there, but you know, the bears have done crazier things. So we will, we will see what happens there. What do you, what are you looking forward to most? I mean, clearly the fields thing, but how do you think it's going to go?
1: Yeah. uh This is the game that I was interested in. And obviously this, this game wouldn't have been on my radar if it wasn't for the news today. Um, and also to, to follow up on, um, him starting nagy did say immediately after that once dalton's healthy he's going to be their starter which should, like just just shut up dude like 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 what has- if Fields goes out and throws for like throws for like 300 and rushes for like like 80 yards like then what then what do you do but it's like yeah i'm, I'm excited for it and I, I think the other reason why i was excited for it is because their bears defense came back in a in a big way last week Um, and I think people were waiting for it after like the the Bears are always known for their defense more than anything but uh, Brown's offense has looked okay I thought I I think Baker's looked all right but I mean it's just I'm very intrigued to see Fields in his first start going against what's what seems to be one of the best rosters in the NFL so I'm looking forward to it I don't know like I still think the Browns win this game probably um, but i would love to see justin fields give them a, a legit run for their money it would it would be good to see and it's mostly because i just i i need matt nagy to just realize what, what he has going on like it, it is it is certifiably insane to me that he just like he will not even entertain the idea of justin fields being the starter of this team it did it, yeah
0: a- <laughs> <laughs> i'll put it this way if the chargers can be okay with Tyrod Taylor losing a starting job by getting stabbed by a trainer in the lung and puncturing his lung and not feel bad about just letting Justin Herbert take the reins and Taylor losing his job. I think they can be okay with if Andy Dalton gets a little boo-boo and Justin Fields goes out and carries them to a win. So, yeah. You just got to wait and see at this point. Like, if Fields doesn't look like he's ready, I guess put Dalton back in there, but just wait a week until you make that call, Maggie. So, agreed also i'm not sure if you guys i don't know if you did joe burrow throw interceptions on three straight plays on Sunday? three straight plays three yes. straight throws that's yes correct. yeah, yeah that is nuts yeah it's not great yeah that's that's crazy um all right so are we ready for the first lock of the week
2: let's do it I'm yes excited. i'm excited i bet we all have the same same one
1: i i i've I listed out three and I'm going to, I'm going to make a last minute decision here on what I think the best, the best one is here. We're going to say,
0: I don't know if that's true, Jack. I was really conflicted. I also have three, but I also have to really, I think I know what I'm going with, but
1: I think I have my pick as well.
0: You guys. All right. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I got to decide. I got to decide. Still right deciding? Nope. Nope. I'm good. All right. All right. Lock it in. So,
2: can we all say it at once? All three, all, all three at once? No, no, no,
0: no. Come on, Jack. Want, Jack Grow always up. wants to do that. Yeah, he he, think... loves doing, he loves
1: doing. it, He loves doing at the same time. It's a that's not good podcasting, Jack. They're not going to understand what we said.
0: Yeah, it's it's. Come on, man. <laughs>
1: get better. You you got to be better at this.
0: I do want to. I do want to mention this. Uh, or at least clarify before we get into this, but. If the line shifts, are are we taking it like right now? Like that's our lock of the week. Like, even if it shifts, are we going to wait till like the game time? So, no, I think, yeah, timestamp, what's at
2: now? Yes.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So, for record's
1: sake, it should be right now.
0: Right. Okay. So, when we make the pick, that's when we're locking it in for whatever. Okay. What about if there's like something major, like a starting quarterback gets injured? Are we allowed to make amendments? Um, Hmm. Probably should have thought of this ahead of time.
1: Maybe, uh, well, that's tough to say. I think only, that's the
2: only only exception if the starting quarterback yeah. if it's I not the starting quarterback, the only yeah.
1: Exception you can make, and How then about, I think I think in that case you should have a backup lock ready to go. That can yes. be, that can be uh, known to the listeners as to who who our backup option is.
0: I think we should. I think we should let the listeners decide if we get an amendment. Yeah. Okay. We'll put it up to a vote. We'll put up a poll. Yeah. So all right. So I'm excited. We're gonna lock it in here today. Who wants to go first?
1: I can lead it off.
0: All right. Go ahead. Do I, it. I, I I'm gonna write these down so we got it, uh we're keeping track of it here.
1: All right. Well, th- this one I like I said, I, I have three options that I like, but there's there there's one that's just that's just really sticking out to me big time. And it is going to be the oh boy this is nerve wracking now we're, we're going to go for it I, I'm, I'm looking at the the way that the league has looked so far I see a great offense a 2-0 team going in against what seems to be arguably the worst team in the league maybe the second worst team based on another team I'm taking the Cardinals minus seven and a half against the Jags damn I'm it. taking them Kai I I'm I would never bet against Kyler. I'm going to be betting heavily against the Jags. I haven't seen a single thing so far that makes me think that they can keep this game close. And um, I'm relying on that Cardinals offense. And their defense didn't look great last week, but going against the Jags, the Jags can make any defense look pretty good, I think. I just I I don't see a scenario where the Jags keep this game within a touchdown. I don't see it.
2: Jack? Cardinals minus
0: seven. I have Cardinals minus seven. <laughs> I told you, I told you that I think we're all going to have the same, the Can same I, lock of the week.
1: Do you, do, I, I guess for the sake of, of giving more information, I did the, the game I was debating between was the Raiders minus three and a half against Miami.
0: Okay. So, Jack, did you have any like backup ones that you were debating between?
2: No, no. I think that was the clear cut <laughs> choice. That's why I mean, I,
0: we, we we
1: all saw it. And I was like, man, seven and a half is it, it's a lot of points, obviously. But man, the Jags just don't look good in the car. Well, in DraftKings,
2: really we were both on at DraftKings. It's minus seven. Okay, Should we for, just make on that? Well,
1: FanDuel was seven and a half. Should we just all go seven? I'll
2: go seven then.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
2: Wow, this is such an unexciting first lock of the week. We're all just going to. It is,
1: but like, I mean, it like you see the Jags Cardinals. It's like, come on.
2: How about no, the, one of. Why don't for the sake of record we just each we avoid that one? Because then it's just like this whole week's a wash, you know. All
1: right. Well, then in that, I mean, if we're doing that, then in that go case, with your I'll,
2: backup. Go with your backup. I gotta get. Case, I gotta get new backup.
1: In that case, I'll take Raiders minus three and a half against Miami. Miami mm-hmm. doesn't have a quarterback at the moment. They have Brissett starting. Is that who it is? Yeah. I've liked how the Raiders look so far. Their defense looks good. I three and a half isn't a lot of points to cover. I I like the Raiders. Raiders minus three and a half. That's my backup pick. So wait, so so then with this Cardinals game, like if they do covers, does that is that just not counting towards our record then?
2: Yeah, because we all it's it's just a wash, so it doesn't even matter. Oh, man. Okay.
0: Oh man. How all right, we're really doing this on the fly here, <laughs> but how about in the future if all three of us pick the same one, then we got to go with it. We got to pick another one. But two people can have two
2: fine. Yeah, two can two, have two, the same. Allowed. Sure, yes. But two's three allowed. three just like nets is nothing. Like it doesn't matter. Like towards our record, you know.
1: I, lo- okay. I love that we we had no prior conversation about
0: this. We all picked the same. Yeah, I
2: prefaced <laughs> it. I said, I think we're all going to sing one. You guys right? It.
0: You were right, Jack. I really didn't think so. Okay, so Shreff is locking in, is it three and a half?
1: On FanDuel, it was Raiders minus three and a half against Miami. Okay. So I'm going to take that. Oh,
0: DraftKings has four. Do you still want that? I'll
1: still take the four on that one, 100%. Okay,
0: Shreff's rocking in, rocking in, locking in for his lock of the week. His backup lock of the week. Backup Ra- Raiders minus four. So if that
1: loses, it, it, if that loses on, on my backup lock of the week, then whatever. I just for all the listeners out there, just, just keep in mind that I was the one who brought forward this, this Cardinals line. I, that, I just want that to be known.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm still thinking too because I had two in my mind. It's not the Raiders. Oh, I, don't I got mine.
2: Go. Want me to go?
1: Sure. Take it, Jack. I'll tear it
2: uh line i like a lot is packers plus three that
1: that was the third one i had
2: (laughs) packers plus three against the the niners although they're on the road um you know packers i think last week was definitely a get right game for the packers uh they look as i expected them to be um niners i outlined the injuries they've sustained i think it's uh finally gonna take a toll uh you know playing against i'd say the first quality opponent in the packers um yeah, I'll even if the Packers were favorite, I'd think about taking the minus three. So I'll, I'll Packers plus a field goal. I'm gonna take Jack. That. You,
1: you'll also love this uh revenge game for the Packers, NFC Championship
2: from two, two, years, years, ago, two years ago. Two years ago.
1: Revenge. Yeah, game.
0: sure. I don't like that one. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I am just to keep you in suspense, I'll tell you what the other one I was debating between. It was the Eagles plus three and a half. That's not my lock of the week, but I really I like that. It. I think the Eagles are going to do it. I think they'll at least cover and I think they could even win. So I looked at it Not my pick, but I was debating for that one. My lock of the week though, lock it up. You know what I'm rolling with? Teddy two gloves <laughs> yeah, is going <laughs> 38 and 14 against the spread. <laughs> they're 10 and a half. They're sorry. 10, point ten. favorites. Doesn't matter. I don't care. It doesn't, doesn't matter, matter what it is. <laughs> Teddy two gloves it's doesn't not cover. He covers every <laughs> single time.
1: Teddy Bridgewater goes in the NFL games and he covers spreads. That's It's all he's ever done.
0: It's all. If there's, it's death taxes. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater covering the spread. Yep. you Don't need to know anything else. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. He'll throw five this week. It, it's just as the lock of all locks. Lock I'm, embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I didn't even do that as my first choice. Sorry, Teddy. But you're my <laughs> official pick now. Teddy Bridgewater covering the spread. Give me Broncos. Yeah. Minus 10. Lock it up. Throw away the key.
1: I mean, if you're going to trust anyone, it, it's got to be the guy that covers the spread. It's got to
0: be. Right. Absolutely. So, Teddy Bridgewater, of course he did. Of course he did. He covered the spread <laughs> last week. He was 36-14 30, 30, against the spread in his 50 career starts. He made it 37-14. and 14 last week and he's going to make it 38 and 14 this week of i course love it he is. so there you have it folks our first lock lock of the week segments oh i'm nervous already i don't initially like it. <laughs> initially a little lackluster we liven it up we we threw some spice in there uh jack packers plus three mitchell broncos minus 10 and shreff raiders minus four so but you if you learned it. anything
2: from this first installment of lock of the week take cardinals take cardinals minus seven take them we're all independently in agreement of that. I think yep. that's a sign you got to go for it.
0: Yeah, I'll be doing it for sure.
2: I will as
1: well. I'll be putting the money where the math is.
0: Parlay all four. I might I might. Finals? Don't
1: tempt me, Mitchell. Don't tempt me.
0: The hog If we ever had a hogline sports Hogline we could do an, we can do an odds boost for that parlay. Wow. <laughs> the hogline special. the hogline sports book. How good would that be? <laughs> that, maybe one day. Ideas are in the works. <laughs> maybe one day, folks. All right. Any other final words before we sign off? Uh, It's been a good episode. We're looking forward to week three. I'll be at the Steeler game, so that'll be fun. Um, But, but yeah, good luck in fantasy this week, guys, except. Yeah, I don't think I play Jack in anything. Do I? No. This
1: is the week where I for fantasy, I always feel like, like like week three, four is kind of the week where you start to figure out who the actual contenders in your league are. Yeah. First two weeks can can go can go anyway. I feel like what, what, once you settle into like week three four, that's where you start to find out who the real contenders are. So I'm
0: excited. Definitely, yep. for sure. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Shrek, for making your first appearance as a host. We look forward to. I'm excited having you here regularly. Long season, the Long season. season
1: ahead of us, boys. Long season.
0: It's a grind for sure. It is. I'm we're ready. Gonna, we're we're ready to embrace it all. Let's do it. Thank you for Mr. T's Tuxedos for sponsoring today's episode. Of course, follow us on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. Share the show with everyone, including your dental hygienist, and have a great day.
2: See you.